Welcome back to the show, the accounting podcast. I'm David Leary. I am Blake Oliver. And Blake, we are still here at NetSuite World uh, talking to NetSuite customers, which is kind of my favorite thing to do. I like to see what businesses are running on accounting software. Yeah, the keynotes are fun. They're flashy. There's a show, but it's really getting to meet the people who are actually using NetSuite. That is why we're here. And so let's jump into our next interview. So our next interview is uh, Daniel Rudiger. He's a Senior Associate Finance and Accounting at High Street Insurance Partners. Is that correct, Daniel? That is correct, That's yes. correct. And Daniel's a CPA. And a CPA. I am a CPA. Go CPAs. Go CPA. Although, give you a fist bump here. I'll, I'll have to admit that I did let it fall into registered status, so I'm not an active... Oh, don't tell... Uh, I, you got you to be careful because now people are going to come after you and they're going to say you have to put inactive. I don't think you do, do you? Uh, well, it depends on your state. I don't think this not Michigan. You're Michigan, Michigan, you're allowed to um, use CPA even if you're registered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's lucky. Yes, so you is. don't have to do your CPE. I don't have to do my CPE. Oh, but no. you know you could do your CPE with the Earmark app. Have you heard about Earmark? I have heard about Earmark. Really? I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes. Okay, well, then we won't bore you any further. I'll let David, David has many questions. Yeah. So I'll let him get in. Let's it. just jump in. Like, you know, I go to the website and you guys sell insurance for everything, personal and business. High street. High street insurance partners. And then you also have insurance agencies that I guess are selling this too. Like it just seems very complicated to me. So like, what is the lay of land? Like, how does this business model work? And yeah. where do you fit in from the accounting department? How do you manage this? Yeah, totally. So uh, High Street was founded in mid-2018. And from, from my understanding, the way that it kind of works in this world from insurance is a lot of these insurance agencies are local agencies. So the ones that we have partnered with or we acquired are small town, rural area, small to medium-sized agencies that serve those communities. So we really have a hodgepodge of all these different local agencies that ha- now have a network that we try to provide national resources to, to be able to serve those customers. And so the way that works from an accounting month end standpoint is a lot of these agencies actually do their own accounting still. We don't necessarily always take it over when we partner with them. We allow them to continue their normal operations because we're not trying to hinder it at all. And then from a month end standpoint, we have to then take all those numbers and we have to consolidate it from a corporate wide perspective. And so, I work pretty heavily on both the front end part of getting the data into our accounting ledger and then on the back end when it comes to the reporting as well. And over the years, we're going to try to continue to try to migrate the agencies to a common ledger so it's actually easier to do the close and it's not all these different systems that we're then trying to consolidate into one. So that's the goal. But again, it takes a little bit of time. You're working with local agencies, depending on how equipped these agencies are and how they've done their accounting in the past depends on how easy it is going to be to migrate them because some of them could be a cash business right that they're kind of doing their accounting on and now they have to be brought into this gap world which is completely different and so there's you know pass all 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 along the way that's been fun to work with but that's kind of how the model is and they're going to continue to grow and they're going to continue to build out that network of different agencies and so yeah. So, so, so High Street's 25, six years old, basically. Yep. But you're partnering with local existing agencies that might be 20 years old, 30 years oh, old? Oh, yeah. These are, a lot of these are like family-owned agencies that like were built up maybe by one or two people 
that then maybe pass it to their kid or something like that. And they kind of use it sometimes as like sort of a retirement sort of account um, because they build up these assets, they build up these book of businesses, right? And then it's, it is like an asset. And so then they get, you know, a multiple on it when they're bought and then they stay on to try to continue that growth within it. So um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Most of them are local agencies. They're independent insurance agencies that are in those local communities. So do they stay independent when they affiliate or partner with you or do they become part of So they are a part of High Street. So when I say partner, they, they're acquired pretty much. So High Street owns the insurance agency after that, but they typically stay on and then are given some sort of incentives to try to continue to grow that business. Got it. Yeah. Well, this makes a lot of sense when maybe in the past an insurance agency would be handed down through a succession plan to some young agent who starts in the firm and then you know becomes the partner but there just aren't there's a lot of agencies out there that need to sell and need to sell yeah they're looking to get out so then you're basically rolling them up into this high street agency Okay. You're like a big accounting firm that's doing this with smaller accounting yeah, firms. Yeah, it's yeah. similar. Yeah, it's the same sort of concept, pretty much. All right. So FP&A at High Street, what is that? Uh, like, what's your day-to-day like? What are, you, what are you forecasting? What are you planning? Yeah, so we, we do more of a budgeting on an annual process. So from a day-to-day month, monthly perspective, we're using like NSPB to do all of our reporting to then empower like our regional leaders to then work with our agencies. You said NS? NetSuite Planning and Budgeting okay. is what we're using currently for our financial reporting system. Yeah. So on a day-to-day, I'd be the individual or I'd be the one kind of building out all of this reporting so that then our regional leads could go into the system and then pull that sort of information on demand and then be able to do certain ad hoc analysis that they have to to figure out where we need to you know focus our resources on so like what resources what are you talking about i'd say so if we pull if we pull you know an income statement for a particular agency and maybe they're not growing as much as we thought they would it's then you know, taking that regional leader to then work with that agency to try to dive into some of that um, data that might be at the local agency level. Because again, a lot of them use these agency management systems. And this is where a lot of the customer data that is it sits. And so then they'll try to work with them to try to understand what's driving maybe the decline or not as much growth as they thought, whether it be an exposure sort of thing, whether it's a rate, whether they've been losing retention on their actual customers. So um, that's what I kind of mean when I say resources. It's kind of our corporate resources to try to work with them, to try to help them understand their business better, to be able to focus in an area so it can grow. Got it. So you've got business leaders who are responsible for a region yes. of agencies. Yep. And then their their job is to grow that yes. book of business. And you're helping them get the data that Correct. they need to know where to focus. Exactly. But you also said that all these individual agencies have their own accounting systems. Yes, depending on, so some of them have already been migrated to NetSuite. So we, we've already migrated 28 of the 150 that we have. Um, but in conjunction with the accounting system, again, a lot of them use an agency management system. So they, they'll use a specific system related to insurance that does a lot of the um, upkeep, I guess, of the customers and 
being able to take like in the insurance industry, they they'll take carrier reports and they'll have like direct uploads into the agency management system so that it can then cross match like policies and stuff like that. And so, yeah, a lot of them do have their local local books. And sometimes we have to try to marrying up that data to make sure that it doesn't get out of sync. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you run into issues like we have agencies that use QuickBooks and if they don't have uh, particular security permissions set, right, they'll backdate stuff. And then we'll have to like work with them to you know, make sure like, hey, you can't backdate. Yeah. So in that kind of situation, <laughs> this is like this is every single CPA's uh, QuickBooks nightmare, right, is, is putting transactions in closed periods yeah. or editing transactions in closed oh, periods. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that that has not been solved yet. Uh, no, it, like the ability to really lock the books, right? Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's a big pain. Um, so, but like, how do you, so when you get, how, you know, I'm sure you have a lot, it sounds like you have a lot of, of agencies that are still on like say a QuickBooks. How do you get that data into NetSuite? Do you, are you getting trial balances from them? Yeah. So this is, this, I love this, this talk because this <laughs> oh, is yeah. something I'm very passionate about and it's something I've been working on for a little while. So the, the current process is that we'll take their reports. So we'll either take their general ledger report, we'll take the trial balance report, right? And then we have a certain mapping from their local accounts to our high street accounts. And then we go through that process and then we get it into a format where we can imp import it into NetSuite. I assume you're doing that in Excel, I mapping? Sort of. Um, it's kind of a, a hybrid. We, we did do it in Excel for a long time. Uh, more recently, I've been building out this Power App, so it's in the Microsoft platform, so that it tries to, because they'll send us their, their financials through email, right? So what the Power App tries doing is when they send an email through this group inbox we have, it'll index the email, it tries indexing the type of reports, and then there's like this little mapping process where it tries to identify the agency it's coming from, the report type that it is, and then I have some like Python code and some Azure function stuff that then will take the report that tries to clean it, pushes it back to the Power App, and then it will kind of aggregate it into a massive table. And then we have another data flow that will then take our chart of accounts and then kind of marry it up pretty much. Wow, that sounds really cool. It's, how, how long did it take you to build that? Uh, you know, what's funny is so it's been a few, few different iterations, to be honest. So I've probably been working on it for maybe a year and a half, two years, but I haven't been working on just the Power Apps piece of it. That's probably been more like six months, but I tried rebuilding it initially, like just with Python. And then I, I came to the realization, like this is way too difficult to upkeep. It's gonna be very hard to implement. And then I discovered Power Apps and some of the things you could do with Power Automate. And so, yeah, I've kind of went down that rabbit hole and just been working through that. And it's just been a refinement process, right? Cause there's like little, you know, ways you have to process flow. Things, yeah, so. it, it sounds like it gets stuck sometimes. Oh, it, it definitely gets stuck and you have to be very conscious. Like I've, I've been trying to figure out how do you build things out in a way where if it breaks, you don't have to redo the whole process, right? So it's like you have different tables where if I can't identify which agency this email is coming from, it gets pushed to a table so a user then goes in and then manually works. Um, if they can't identify the report type, again, then you know the user's gonna have to go in and then manually work it and then kick it back off to be able to actually try processing it. So there's always gonna run into instances, instances where you get stuck. And it's really just trying to be thoughtful for how you build that process out so that you can work through it and not have to like blow up the entire process, right? So it's like building it in a modular way so that it, the pieces fit together, but can still be performed separately. 
And are you writing all this code? Like, are you, are you, do you have a little bit of code background? I'm, like, yeah, I'm no, I'm an accountant. I mean, you're doing a lot I'm of an accountant. I just got in. So, you know, it's funny. So when I started at Steelcase, when I was in college, um, I've always been interested in coding. I've been a techie guy. I never had any formal experience. I think I took like a course in high school, a Java course and stuff like that. And so I got into VBA because my one of my managers at the time wanted to do a specific report in Excel and there wasn't there wasn't a real way of doing it with just functions. And so I had to write this code to then try to figure out how you do this particular chart. And then it's just kind of evolved from there. And I've, I've really had a passion for doing that because I can see there being a lot of efficiencies gained through doing little coding stuff like that. And then um, we've been building out a data lake at my particular company as well. And so they've been doing it all in Python. And I always wanted to have a reason to learn Python, but didn't have a good one. So I just kind of started jumping in, learning how to use it. I use pandas a lot. So it's just like a data, it's like data transformation. So I, I build functions to then clean reports pretty much with Python scripts and stuff like that. So then um, were you guys on NetSuite from day one? No. So when I came on, we were on Sage Intact, and then okay. we ended up moving to NetSuite, I think, end of 2021. Yeah. So you've been about two years in, just yeah. a year and a half, two years yeah. almost. Okay. Got to ask why. Well, it was because, so we, we were going through a, a crazy growth period right when I came on, and it was getting kind of unmanageable in our current accounting system. And the way they had it set up in the accounting system is that they were trying to have gap data and pre-acquisition data all in one that then fed into our financial reporting system and it made it very difficult to manage and it was kind of hard to split the two or you had to remember very specific ways if you wanted to just run it for gap so it was just becoming unmanageable and it didn't make sense to then try to move the agencies onto that platform and so they really then wanted one that was going to be able to manage the growth and then bring agencies onto a common ledger. So when you're going to have all the agencies on a common ledger, are they all going to get their own NetSuite implementation individually, or is it just well, they have access to a parent NetSuite? Like, how does that work? Yeah, no, it's it's more of like they just get a license, and then our admin has to set up their particular access, like admin, or their rights to then be able to just see it for their particular agency. Their entity only. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you keep the entity? Like, it becomes... When you do acquire the entity, uh, I mean, this is this is really in the weeds, right? But like, like the agency, yeah, is a business entity. Yep. Does High Street acquire the business entity? So, yeah, yes, yes. They, well, it depends, I guess. They they have acquisitions that are um, the full entity, and then they have book purchases. So, in the insurance world, you can just buy a book from a particular a, a person, right. right? If they have a clientele list and stuff like that, because it's like an asset. So, they'll do fold-ins as well, where they do acquire, and then they'll roll it into another agency as well. So, it kind of depends. Yeah. They do both. Well, I, I'm, I imagine all of this must get really quite complicated. It, yes, <laughs> it, it, it definitely does get complicated, and that's why we eventually ended up switching, because it's it was been it was hard to manage in our environment. It's been much easier since we switched over, um, doing the consolidating, doing the reporting in NSPB and then managing it in NetSuite as well has been phenomenal, honestly. It's made the reporting so much more streamlined and easier to pull. So yes, it's, it's complicated. So you're using planning and budgeting. Any other modules? We, it's just mainly planning and budgeting. Uh, we're looking into other modules, but we just haven't, we haven't 
you know, hit the trigger at all on any of those. But we do use NetSuite, right? But and then we have third party stuff as well. Like I know we're doing certain bank reconciliations right in NetSuite. They have certain like expense reporting that feeds into Next, uh, NetSuite automatically. So there are other things they're doing, but it's not, it's third party add ons, I think, to NetSuite. And sorry, David, it sounded like you were. You oh, I was going to say, so you've done all this automation stuff to obviously make you more efficient. Um, are you doing anything with AI or using AI? Um, functions right now? I mean, I've been exploring AI. So the AI that I've been recently kind of exploring is the new AI builder that the Power Platform has rolled out. So like, for an example, we've been using this, I've been trying to implement this in the last few months to try to uh, take bank statements and then read some of the information off of it so that our other associates don't have to manually go in and then scrape that data out. So AI in that sense, yes. And I do know that they use it not necessarily for our accounting, planning, and budgeting, but for our data lake, they do some AI, I think, with data mapping and stuff like that as well. Interesting. Good. Um, I can't think of my question. It's all right. Did you ask the how much of the suite? Well, that's I guess that's what I was getting at with, like, you're using planning and budgeting. You've got, you know, that's the main thing that you spend your time in is doing. Yeah, I, I probably know. split my time. Oh, again, with the power platform stuff that I do in the front end and then with the planning and budgeting. I don't live, I do a little bit in NetSuite, but not very much at all. I'm not, I'm more on the financial reporting end, not as much on the accounting end. I remembered my question. What brings you to Sweet World? Why do you travel all the way here from Michigan? Yeah, so, I mean, I was invited last year because we were, we were implementing planning and budgeting at that time. And then this year as well, it, we came back and now I'm doing a couple of, like I'm doing a presentation in I think an hour or so. So okay. what's the topic? Planning and budgeting. So I'm talking through our planning and budgeting and kind of how it's improved our reporting and budgeting processes and stuff like that. That's great. Well, um, I'm sure everyone there will get a lot out of it. This has been a really great conversation. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you.